0: So I want to take a few minutes and talk to you from Psalm 103, from Thanksgiving to Thanks Living, and then what we'll do is we give a little chance for everybody to give a little thanks for uh, what God is doing, what God has done in their life over the course of the last uh, year. So Psalm 103 is the, it's the Thanksgiving psalm. I mean, there's, I don't know if there's a, you know, anything in the Bible that can compare with just really giving thanks to the Lord, and uh, so I'm going I'm to have you open up with me, you go to Psalm 103 verses 1 and 2, stand with me, I'm just going to start off with the first two verses, it says, let all that I am praise the Lord, with my whole heart I will praise His holy name, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. Heavenly Father, may Lord God truly our, our thanksgiving as we come, Lord God, to this very special day, and it is a holy day, Lord God, where we give thanks to you and we remember, Lord God, all the blessings that you've given us over the course of the last year and throughout our lives. But I pray, Lord God, that it would truly be something that we catch, Lord God, for I believe it's more caught than taught that. Thanksgiving would become thanks living in our hearts, and it would be something, Lord God, that we truly express to you every day, and bring glory to you through it. In Jesus' name, amen. So for the last week, every day, I have meditated on Psalm 103. And uh, I started last uh, Tuesday, and actually I'll complete it tomorrow and just, just meditating on it. And then, you know, as the Word of God is, it's living active, right? It's never stale. It's always fresh, right? You always learn something new. It always excites you. It always just takes you on a wonderful adventure. And, uh, and that's my experience. Each day as I've come to the psalm, I have really have learned something new. So he says here, you know, let all that I am praise the Lord, let all that I am Praise the Lord. David prayed in Psalm 119, verse 164, seven times a day I will praise the Lord. Why don't you make that a goal for 2024? Try it. And when you get up to seven and you're doing it consistently, then go to eight. And then nine. Just take little breaks during the day where you just give praise to the Lord. And he says here, he says, may I never forget the good things that he does for me. You know, the psalmist the psalmist says, if I forget Jerusalem, let um, my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth, let my hand forget its skill. I think, you know, if we should forget all the blessings that God has given us, you know, shame on us. Though something I've experienced we experience at times spiritual amnesia. Right? We forget. The things that God has done for us. The blessings, the healings, the gifts. Sometimes we forget Jesus. So, you know, again, it's something that we really need to cultivate. So let me just, I'm just going to give to you, I'm going to share with you a few thoughts. Really kind of more of a meditation tonight than a, than a sermon. In verse 103, verse 2, and then verse 12, again, he forgives all my sins. And then it says in verse 12, he has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. You know, that is something, every day, I give thanks to the Lord for His forgiveness. I give thanks for His blood that has washed away my sins. I give thanks for three nails, right? Two that went in His hands, one that went in His foot. I give thanks for His thorn-crowned brow. I, I give thanks for the cross. I give thanks for His... His words, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Realize he was taking our hell. Hell is separation from God. And he was separated from his father on the cross. And he experienced our separation. He experienced our hell. So, I mean, such a, such a great forgiveness, such, you know, wonderful grace, wonderful mercy. But yet at a, a cost, an infinite cost of the son of God laying down his life. So never let a day pass. Never let a day pass. I mean, I, 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 could, I could say this you know, with, with sincerity. I don't think I've let a day pass in 40 years where I haven't thanked the Lord for his forgiveness and the price he paid to be able to provide that forgiveness for me. And as far right as east is from west, that is how far he has removed our sins from us. And just think about that. Because here we are in New Jersey. If you head out to California... West is still, right, away from you. And if you head to London, right, East is still, right, far away from you. And uh, he has separated our sins completely from us. Then in, in verse 103, uh, 103 verse 3, it says, And he heals all my diseases. It's interesting. The word is, is takula, and it doesn't merely speak about sickness. It speaks about Pain. It can speak about emotional pain. It can speak about spiritual pain. It can speak about physical pain. And you know, I th- I think of my life. How many times God has healed me, and He's healed my children, and He's healed my grandchildren. And how many times I've seen the Lord heal people here in our ministry. He is He is Yahweh Rapha. That's the Hebrew Jehovah Rapha. Translated into the Greek, he is Yahweh Rapha, the Lord that heals, who I believe is the same, right, yesterday, today, and forever, and his, his healing is still with us. Now just, I see people, and I've watched people come here, and you know, again, people have gotten healed, word gets around, and then when somebody is ill, uh, they will come here, somebody in the church will bring them here, and they will ask for prayer, they'll ask for us to anoint them and pray over them. And something that I, that I see, I see people come at times and they're seeking healing, but they're not seeking the healer. And I think there's a difference because when I have seen people who come here seeking the healer, there is, there is healing in his, what does it say, in his wings. It's extending from him. And when you seek the healer, you will find the healing. But sometimes, you know, people, again, they come and they're seeking a healing. And then what happens is they don't get it, and then they run down the street to the occultist seeking healing there, or to the person who does Reiki, and they're seeking healing there, or they're looking at some. You know, but it, 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 the healing is in Jesus. He is the healer, and when we seek Him, I think a lot of times too, when we're seeking Him for healing we need may to find out some things about ourselves as to why we are experiencing illness and there may be some things we need to work out that then will bring the healing. You know, Jesus, when he said to people after he healed them, he said, go and sin no more for something worse will happen to you. Which relates it that, again, all sickness is not caused by you know our direct sin. All All, is, all sickness goes back to Adam. But when we, are, when we are, you know, are ill, we need to seek the healer and get right with him. And then we can find that then healing can come into our life. But I, again, I have a, so yeah, just thankful for the so many healings. And again, thank you for the prayers that you've shared for my family and the things that we've, uh, we've experienced. Verse 4, he redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. What does it mean to redeem? means to buy back he bought us back right what did he buy us back from from who he bought us back from satan he bought us back from sin and ultimately really he bought us back from hell and he he bought us back right to his son to righteousness and ultimately to heaven and it's it's beautiful here he redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies he redeems us from death like we were slaves Slaves to sin, slaves. To, the world is enslaved. This is Satan's world. I mean, if you if you if you don't see that, you turn on the news, you see that the you know the world is under him. He, Jesus said three times in the Gospel of John, he's the ruler of this world, prince and power of the air, the god of this age, and he is in control, manipulating, you know, conning, you know, deceiving, lying to people. But we were slaves, and he set us free. And notice it says, and he put a crown, right? And crowned me with the love and tender mercies. Think about it. He he not only delivered us from being slaves to being sons and daughters, children of God. The Bible actually says that he basically has delivered us from being slaves to being kings. Revelation chapter 1 verse 6, Revelation chapter 5. We will, be given, we will be given tremendous authority in the next life. And it was a, he, it, the, the apostles were kind of flawed when Jesus would, you know, was teaching this to them. But again, we have been delivered and redeemed from being slaves to being kings. And he has, again, crowned us with his tender mercies and with his grace. And then verse 5. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like an eagle's. You know, everything that is good in our life has come to us as a gift from God. Everything. If you are wealthy, and you look at some of the passages, David's prayer in 1 Chronicles chapter 29, and David, let me tell you, you know, we talk about Solomon's riches, but David passed on, I mean, it was like hundreds of tons of gold and silver to his son for the building of the temple. But you know what David says? It is it is you, O oh Lord, who has given me the power to gain wealth. And all wealth comes from you. So all the things that we that, you know that we have have come to us, you know, as a gift uh, from God. And to be thankful, right, to be thankful for. The material things, the physical things, the emotional things, the spiritual things. And he says, my youth is renewed like the eagles. You ever see young people who are old and old people who are young? I see it all the time. I see, I see, I mean, they're just you know, young people who are old. They're, they're old in their attitude. Right, they're they're old in their excitement about life, you know. They're 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 old in their in their joy, you know. They're just kind of crusty. Their hearts are hard. I see old people. Some like my, my my great mentors that I've had, and God has given me such great mentors through my life. They're they're all home with them now. But Dallas Mucci, uh, Scotty, um, Charlie Rizzo, Doug. Ken Jones, these great, these great men of God. You know, they were ministering to me in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, but they all had such a like a, a, an excitement for life. Right? This this exuberance for life. And I think that's something God wants to give us. You know, I'm more excited right now about the next years ahead in my life than I think I've ever been. God has given me a vision. Right, he's given me a vision for you know for my life, for my family, ministry, um, but I'm excited about it, and I, I think that that is so true. My youth is renewed like the eagles. And I'm thankful for that. Verse six, the Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated fairly. Have you found this to be true? I've found this to be true. Now. There are some people who have treated me unfairly through the years. Now, let me say this. I've also been guilty of treating people unfairly. And um, I'm more bothered by the people I've treated unfairly than the people who have treated me unfairly. I think we all should be, right? And um, But I'll say this to you. there, there, I could see that the people, there are people, and there have been people who have come along, and, you know, they just wanted to see me fail. They wanted to see this church fail. I see me failing everything, you know, everything I set out to do. I mean, it's like, like they just like standing there hoping that I'm going to fail. And in Psalm 23, there's a verse where it says, he sets a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He sets a buffet. How many of you like buffets? There's no good buffets around anymore. The greatest buffet in New Jersey, the manor, they closed down. You ever eat at the manor? Man, the manor. (laughs) When I was a bodybuilder, weightlifter, I weighed probably about 270. I had a 36-inch waist and weight too. I wore a 54-inch jacket, and I went to the manor. My wife, she would testify to this. I ate 40 lobster tails in one sitting. That's gluttony. That's gluttony, not to mention the shrimp and the desserts and everything else. That's that's but that they have great buffet. And um, just God sets a buffet before us, and then you know what the picture is here. He takes the shepherd, the, the sheep, and the good shepherd leads them out to the green pasture. Right there's lots of grass, and the sheep are eating. Guess who's looking on from a distance? The wolves. And they're eating this meal while the wolves and the wolves won't go near them while the shepherd is there. But that is, I think, a picture of the Lord has given righteousness and justice, right? To those who walk with him who have been treated unfairly. The wolves look on while we eat our buffet. And then in verse 7, he revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. He has revealed his character to us. You know what a privilege And an honor it is to know Jesus. To know him genosco, intimately. To know not just what you know about him, but to have him in your heart. To know his love, to know his forgiveness, to know his patience, his long-suffering. To know his grace and mercy and his compassion and his kindness. Do you know what what a privilege that is when you're talking to people That are I mean tomorrow you're going to be sitting down talking to these people at at Thanksgiving dinner, and they don't have a clue. Now you want to see them come to Jesus. You want you want to share the gospel with them. You want to see, but they don't have a clue, and they may die not having a clue. But we have been given this this purpose. Someone says he revealed his character to Moses, people of Israel. He has revealed his character. He has revealed his very heart to us. I, I believe that God reveals himself to anyone who seeks him humbly, who seeks him with honesty, and just seeks him and comes to him just the way they are. No pride, no religiosity, no self-righteousness. And, you know, it says in Proverbs 8.17 that those who love me And those who seek me diligently will find me. So never take for granted the privilege and the honor of knowing Jesus. It is, I mean, you you are chosen. And I I, I don't think it's that he has chosen you above somebody else. I think he has chosen you because your heart was there seeking him. And then in in verse 8, The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. Whoa, I, that is so true of me, how patient, <laughs> and the Lord has been with me in my life. Because if I was God, right, and me is me, I would have crushed me long ago. I would not have had the patience. But his long suffering, and you know, you, you look here, his, his compassion, his mercy. You understand the difference between mercy and compassion? A lot of times, you know, they're used interchangeably. And I see sometimes when people are sharing, they'll use them interchangeably. Mercy is God doesn't give us what we deserve. Honestly, I know I'm worthy of hell. You know, I've just, I have disobeyed God, broken his commandments, right, throughout my life. Grace is God gives us what we don't deserve. And God has filled my life with just blessings. Again, His love, right? His Son, His Spirit, and all, you know, just everything in my life. Everything in my life. I say this every morning I sit when I pray in my living room right now. I usually sit outside when it's warmer. And I just give thanks because everything around me, my family, right? My friends, my ministry, my possessions, they're all grace. It's all, you know, it's it's all, it's all the great, you know, the grace of God. And that to me is something, you know, to be incredibly thankful for. Verse 9 and 10, he will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. Thank goodness, right? He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. Again, that is a beautiful picture of the Lord's mercy. In in verse 11, for his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. His unfailing love. You can fail him a thousand times. He will never fail you. God has never failed me. I failed him. But he has never tell me. You know, people say, "Well, I'm angry at God." I, I I have never been angry at God. I have no reason to be angry at God. And when when we have been hit by things, right? You're hit by the stuff of life and living in a fallen world, and there's accidents and sometimes there's tragedies. I don't blame God for those things. But he has never he has never failed me. I have never I have never had a reason to be angry. At God. I'm saying that, you know, from my heart. I'm angry at myself, right? Right. If we could kick in the rear end, the person who has caused us the most problems, wouldn't be able to sit down for a year, right? And that's true of me. But as far as God has always been faithful to me, he hasn't always given me what I wanted. You know, that's not, I mean, and thank goodness he didn't. I wouldn't be here right now doing what I'm doing. You know, when I I got saved, the year before I got saved, probably about two years before I got saved, I had a serious injury. I was paralyzed. I couldn't move my left arm. And that, you know, I mean, to somebody, a weightlifter, bodybuilder, that's the, you know, that's the end. And I went in the gym from being able to throw around 400 pounds and you know, bench press, to not being able to push the 45-pound bar off my chest. And... I prayed to God when I came to, to, you know, believe in Him, and I said, you know, now I'm I'm rehabbing, I'm getting, uh, I'm functioning, but I don't have my strength like I used to have, and I'm like, you know, I'm like maybe like forty percent, you know, to hundred percent on the right side, and then forty-five percent, and I've actually gotten myself up to where I'm about eighty-five percent now, and I prayed to the Lord, and I'm like, Lord, heal me, so that I could be like Samson. And, you know, I could go these strength competitions and I could bring you glory. Give me, give me that healing so my body, I could build my body again. But that wasn't God's plan. His plan wasn't for me to build my body. His plan was for me to build the body of Christ. Well, thank goodness he didn't answer that prayer because I probably would have just went off and, you know, pursued that career and not, you know, heard the calling and adhered the calling that God had, you know, had given me. Last last part of the psalm, verse 13 through 18. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. Have you found that to be true? For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass. Like wildflowers, we bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone as though we had never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. I was sharing this on Sunday. We'll be forgotten. Just a few generations and we're going to be forgotten. But what does it say? But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. He doesn't forget us. His salvation extends to the children's children, of those who are faithful to his covenant, of those who obey his commands. So, We may be forgotten by the next generation and the next generation. But the Lord will never forget us. And you know what it says? It it, it just ending in this. Psalm 149 verse 16. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Look at your palm. You kind of know your palm, right? You've been looking at this thing. I don't know how you know how old you are, right? Twenty years, thirty years, fifty years, sixty years, right? I, I mean, I know those lines. I've been. Lo- I, mean, I remember, you know, sitting in in school, in grammar school, in high school, because <laughs> I wasn't listening to anything else. I was a horrible student, but I, sure, I was I basically. I could memorize the lines on my hands. Well, he's got your name. He's got you. Written on the palm of his hand, he will never forget you. And those palms were pierced right for you. So Psalm 103. Maybe if you haven't spent some time in it, spend some time in it tomorrow morning. From Thanksgiving to Thanks Living. And here's my challenge to you: In 2000, the end of 2003, and What do we have, like another five weeks? And going into 2024, cultivate thanksgiving into Thanksgiving. You will be enriched. You will be blessed. You will be enlarged. I'll tell you, you will have more joy. You will have more peace. And you will have more happiness. Say, well, you know, how do I do that? When I have taught Time Alone with God, we do the Acts program. So A-C-T-S, and the A stands for adoration. I write out a prayer of adoration. I read usually a psalm or two, and then I do a prayer of adoration every morning. I write a little poetry to the, to the Lord. That's just between he and I. You'll never see it. You probably will laugh if you saw it. Said, geez, our pastor is a poet. We didn't know it, right? Oh, see there, there I go, waxing eloquently. I confess I examine my life from the past 24 hours and I see if there's anything in my life that I've done that has dishonored God in thought, in word, in deed, and I will confess my sins and make sure that there's no breach in my relationship with Him. And then I pray a prayer of thanksgiving. I thank the Lord for His blessings, spiritual blessings His blood, His grace, His mercy, the cross, His compassion, His kindness, His long suffering. Then I thank the Lord for all the relational blessings he's brought into my life, the people. And I'll let the Holy Spirit lead me and thank me by name. You know, thank them by name. And then I will thank the Lord for the material blessings, because he has blessed us materially in a tremendous ways. And then, finally, I will thank the Lord for answered prayers. And I write that out. I write that out every day. And you know what? It's just As you let the Spirit lead you, it's not ritualistic to me. I'm not a ritualistic type person. I just kind of go with the flow. And I'll give you one other, one other little exercise. When you wake up in the morning, you know, this is great. Uh, Was the actor, the African-American actor? He's an action hero now, um, Denzel. Denzel's got a great message about how he rose up from, you know, from nothing to becoming a, you know, a top movie star. So about drive and goals and discipline. It's a great message. But he said, he talks about the Lord in it. And what he says is he would put his shoes underneath his bed. So when he gets up in the morning, he has to get on his knees. And he goes, you go to get your shoes and you just give thanks to the Lord that he's given you another day. So if your knees are bad while you're laying in bed, when you wake up in the morning, just start your day by giving thanks to the Lord. Thank him for another day. Because there's a whole lot of people who don't have another day. And then when you go to bed, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for the day that he gave you. So just the T of Acts and, you know, putting those. I find if you don't put some type of things like that in there, then you wing it. And you don't do it. So you need to have, you need to have some type. There has to be some type of methodology. There has to be some type of this That goes for everything in life. Amen? So what I'd like to do, uh, Len, are you going to be the mic man? We give you the opportunity, you know, we usually go into prayer now, but we'll give you the opportunity just to to give a short thanksgiving, something you want to be thankful for in 2023. And uh, don't preach a sermon, please, okay? You just heard a sermon. That's why I'm the preacher. But just give thanks. Stand up. Your best bet is to look out at everybody and uh, and then share.
1: Mike Mann here. Hello. I just want to say I'm thankful because today was my mom's funeral. And if you ever saw and knew her, you would know that she knew the Lord in an unwavering way. So, I mean, that is really something to be thankful for. And she made a tremendous impact on my life. And if everybody could go to heaven and hear Jesus say, good and faithful servant, that was her. So I just want to say I'm actually thankful, you know, that she passed away that way. And I've been praying for your mom, too. Thank you.
0: And, you know, Carol, you, you're, your mom went home. To, she's a sweet lady. I had a chance to meet her at the wedding. Uh, God gave you a new hip. He gave me <laughs> a couple hips, right? Be thankful for that. And he also worked on your voice, right? Yeah. But be thankful. You've got a lot of things. And he gave you a new husband. New husband. <laughs> <laughs> she said it. She said she's pregnant. You know, Carol, you look you look twenty years younger than well, I'm not gonna tell everybody how old you are, but oh, that's awesome.
1: Am I still wondering? All right, anybody? Remember Pastor said keep things short, right? Uh, Short and sweet. Of course. Short and sweet.
2: I thank Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, for restoring my mental health and also restoring my family. And there's a lot more, but I'm gonna keep it short. <laughs> that's that's what I'm thankful.
1: That's
3: a lot. <laughs> Amen. Dante, how are you, sir? I'm thankful for you, Lenny. I'm, I I truly am. Um, yes, my name's Dante. Uh, for those who don't know. So um, I, I yeah, we could stay here all day and talk about the things we're thankful for. You know, um. And if you know me well, I can go on forever, so I'll do the best to keep short. But um, <laughs> Psalm 103, I think, really covered, you know, um, everything here. Um, but I'm so thankful for all of you. I just want you all to know that and hear that from me. Um, I love all of you and those who aren't here as well. And, uh, you know, you're my family, and I want you to know that. Um, you know, I have no other believers in my family. When I came to Christ, you know, we lost a lot of friends, lost a lot of uh, uh even relationships in my family, maybe that you know, still I had to work hard and pray about to get back. Um, but I, I love you guys, and you know, we get to fight this good fight together, and we go through it together. And you've all been there for me in so many ways, you know, new faces, old faces, um, and I love you guys. The, the way you invest in my children, um, so many of you, and I want to thank my wife. I'm thankful for her. You're, you're you've grown so much uh babe you've grown so much this year um you're amazing how you are and how you sacrifice for our children our family and just the effort you give and your grace to me and uh making me a better man so i just want to say thank you That's all.
1: and we are thankful for you dante a great brother in the lord
2: are you waving to me? Are you <laughs> How are you? Good, thank you. Um, thank you. S-
3: yes, sure.
2: Uh, thank you so much for being here and for the love that we share together in Jesus Christ. I'm so thankful with my good Lord for all the blessings that He's given me. It's I can be here the whole day, but um, for the salvation of my kids and my and me, and especially for. Give me the opportunity to have a relationship with his his father, with the father. And there's no price for that. And to share with you guys that relationship so we can get close to him. Thank you. You in
1: the back. Blessings, blessings. Um, make it real quick. I'm just grateful just to be alive and just for all the the wonderful people in this congregation. Um, over the years, through my ups and downs, I can still see how the Lord is working in all, in me, and in all of us. And how He has matured us in many ways, and we're still learning and growing. And just like Dante said, you know, it's just it's a difference you know coming here in my experience. And I just feel the love, true love, authentic love, genuine. And um, you know, and just being honest and transparent and real. So that's what I've always been looking for my whole life. And I gained it through all of y'all. So amen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
2: make sure to make it quick, because I'm not good at public speaking. So I'm going to look at you and say everything here. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I just want to show gratitude to the Lord because, uh, Amen. this, <laughs> um, uh, I've gone through a lot specifically in the last like month and a half and he's really showed up, especially when I, I used to think he wasn't the type to show up and he really has. And not only has he, but the folks of this church really have as well. And I never thought that it, you know, I just I just never expected anything like this to happen. So God's good, and there you go. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let my nephew finish for me. Yes. <laughs> um, for those who know me, uh, my name is John, and I just want to thank the Lord. I think, Pastor Frank, you said it best. We get angry when stuff hits the fan, and, you know, most of you know it's been a very difficult year for my family, and... Just not being angry, just being inf- anything, just being thankful that I had him because what, we, what we've been going through, still going through, we'd be lost. And blaming the world, and it's the total opposite, you know, just thankful that I have that assurance that no matter what happens, there's only somebody in my corner. So I just want to say thankful for that. Hey guys, uh, Mike, um, uh, I think a lot of people can relate to this, but the biggest thing that I would say I'm thankful for is that my son knows the Lord. Um, and we can always, and we can all, like I said, we can all relate, there's a lot of kids in here or were here before and a lot of come through the, the Sunday school. Uh, but just to go through, you know, we have our kids Bible, we go through, we're like five or six times through it now, he remembers everything. And I know he's watching me close. So I know you guys, some of you guys in here, have him in prayer, and just keep praying. Let's do it. I see
1: y'all you craning your necks there. I'm gonna move back to the front. Oh, what, that of was a fake one. <laughs> you see that, Fredo? Dedicate this song to Lenny. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be real quick. It's only four words, but um, something I use in the past to kind of sum up the whole vibe feeling thing. And that's enough is a feast. It's a saying that I picked up, you know, just to be grateful to have enough and not, you know, I don't have it all, but I have enough. And I have in different areas of my life enough, you know, in small doses, the things that keep me and everyone, else, every one of us, else to keep uh, to be thankful for, and, and just to have enough to know that we have enough of the feast—that's of uh, the the feast of God—that's going to be prepared for us. Mm. So and that's it. Enough is a feast. Enough is a feast. <laughs> Thank you, Fredo. <laughs> <You didn't? laughs> Next time. don't be afraid. I'm looking at some really scared faces there. David, I just wanted you to know that uh, I'm proud of you as a brother, a young brother, and I was thinking as you were saying that, um, you know, periodically I've heard people say that God shows up, and I want to encourage you to know that he is always there. We just start to notice him, so be aware that he's always with you. He placed himself in you, right? Which is like far greater than even being next to you, which is why Jesus had to go that the Holy Spirit might come. That's what he said. Oh, we got, where? Oh, sorry. Can you stand up and say your name? I'm Julia. Hi. Um, I think if my 2023 could be recapped into one word, it would be like timing. And I think that um, whether it's When the Lord says, do not worry, he really means it. I think we all have our own timing for things, and yet we really have to rely on his. And so for me, whether it was a loss of health only to gain it back, or worrying over when to get a job only to get one miraculously, or friends moving away only to move back, or to finally meet people who I really care about, um, his timing is always good. And so always remember that for your own lives, too. Thank you. Weren't you over there before? How did you get a or How did you do that?
2: The Bible says that when we're born again, He gives us a new heart and a new spirit. And um, we have the old—we have the remnants. The Bible says we still have the remnants of the old heart and the old nature. And the truth is, I don't really want to talk too much right now. Uh, my old heart is. Uh, you know, there's a battle going on, but I must glorify the Lord, and I want to read a verse um, that kind of reminds us all about that. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, and I put in between there the good circumstances, the bad circumstances, the ugly circumstances, and it kind of ties in with Romans 8:28. He works all things together for good, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Why? Because he purchased us with his blood, and everything that happens to us to us when we're born again, He uses it to mold us and transform us to be more like Him. Uh, and to finish the verse, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus, and I belong to Christ Jesus, and I must testify, I must glorify Him, despite of how I'm feeling. My feelings don't matter. My emotions don't matter. What matters is the truth. That's Him. And I'm thankful for my, my wife and my family. And despite anything, I gotta glorify Him and let that be, you know, something that we all take to heart today. Thank you, Tito. Thank
1: you, Tito. Anybody else? Twice in one night? All right. <laughs> Keep thinking. <laughs> Going this way. Keep thinking.
2: <laughs> I also want to thank Pastor Frank And everybody that attends this church, because this is where I got healed from, and it means too much. It means everything. So I have to say that.
1: Amen. Amen.